Welcome to episode 7 of the Linux Gaming News Punch. Today I have even more bite-sized news to throw at you. First up, Valve's pipes leaked a bit of steam recently as the Index VR headset store pages went up way too early and we got another look at it. I personally spoke to Valve and they did confirm Linux support. It's going to get a full announcement on May the 1st, which is when pre-orders will start. And it's going to come with their new Knuckles controllers, which they've just renamed the Valve Index controllers. I have to say that in terms of style, it does look pretty good. However, cost is going to be another issue for it, which is something that held back the HTC Vive because VR is such an expensive gamble really for anybody at this point. So if the price is good, it might finally push VR into more people's hands. It's going to be interesting to see, so we'll have to wait until May 1st on that one. Now we're going to talk a little bit about actual games. First up, Gene Shift, a top-down 2D battle royale inspired by classic Grand Theft Auto games. It's currently in early access, but it does keep getting updated, with the most recent update making it a lot more streamlined. A lot more of it actually makes sense, and it's actually really good to play now. One thing that I like about Gene Shift is that it actually has a demo available on Steam. Now, this demo will enable anyone to play online with everyone else. Even if you can't find anybody to play online, another good thing about Gene Shift is that it has bots and the bots are actually quite good. They've kicked my butt quite a bit when I've been playing it. However, for those of you who don't really like the player versus player online battles, Gene Shift does offer a single player campaign which you can actually play in co-op as well. It's well worth taking a look. Moving on there, for those of you that like first person shooters, you've probably by now heard of the game Supart. This is a game that got released way back in 2016. It was unusual because it was quite unique in the way that time didn't really move until you moved. That's not quite correct though, time does move just incredibly slowly but it makes the gameplay incredibly different and the reason that I'm mentioning it today is because even though it was released so long ago they did put out an update and in this update they noted that it's time that they showed a bit more love towards Linux players which I thought was quite nice. It's well overdue because at release the game was really quite buggy on Linux. However, now the game should run nicely for basically anybody. Fixed achievements for us as well. It's just really pleasing to know that they actually care about the Linux version, finally. Because it is a really damn fun game. It's one of those games that you really have to play to understand it. Because while it is a first-person shooter, it kind of plays a bit like a strategy game in the way that you have to weigh up all the decisions before you even touch the movement keys, the mouse, or anything. Because you touch anything, time will move, enemies will start running and shooting at you. It's really cool, so do check it out. Super hot. Now we have a bit of open source gaming news as Super Tux Kart, the open source racing game that's quite like the Mario Kart games on Nintendo systems, has another update out. Most of it is bug fixing because this is just a release candidate building on the previous beta version that included online support. It's well worth taking a look now though because it's quite highly polished and it's actually a pretty fun racing game. The developers actually said that they now consider the online features ready for general use. So hopefully more of you will be able to go along testing 
test it and break it and tell them what happened. They haven't just fixed bugs though. In this release, they have upgraded some of the tracks that are actually included in the game and they're looking great. So Super Tux Cart, go check it out. More open source gaming news for you here as OpenTDT, the open source simulation game that's actually based upon Transport Tycoon Deluxe has a major release out. What's interesting about OpenTTD is that unlike other open source game engines, this has a full free graphic set on top of the ability to run data files from Transport Tycoon Deluxe. For those of you who like your building, construction and simulation games, it's probably well worth taking a look at, especially with the most recent update. There's plenty of AI fixes, performance improvements. You can now adjust the text size independent of the user interface, which is nice for my eyes. And it's just yet another excellent example of what the open source community is able to do. To make a brand new engine for such an old game and improve it in so many ways, it's just incredible. So that's OpenTTD, do check it out if you haven't actually heard of it before. Especially if you have fond memories of games like Transport Tycoon Deluxe, it's probably what you're looking for. Next up, we have a game called Forager, a rather sweet looking 2D open world mashup of genres. Forager is actually inspired by quite a lot of different games like Stardew Valley, Terraria and Zelda. And it looks like it as well because of how many styles of gameplay it does actually mix together. It has all the usual sort of open world stuff, gather, collect and manage resources, craft items and structures. You'll be unlocking different areas of the map to build on and grow a base. But then you also have puzzles that you'll need to solve, secrets that you'll need to find, dungeons to raid. There'll be enemies to battle with as well. It's just one of those really sweet looking 2D games that you could sort of lose yourself in for hours upon end. An interesting point about Forager is that the developer has been funded by their Patreon and they've indicated that future updates and DLC will remain free to everyone because of this but not just that they've actually done so well that they're going to be doing multiplayer as well. Forager just has this ridiculously inviting and simple colourful style to it that I'm really quite excited to have a look at this one but there is no release date on it yet so we'll just have to keep an eye on it. For those of you who have been interested in trying out Steam Play Valve's system that basically bundles Wine, DXVK and so on into the Steam client, you should probably take a look at the recent release of Risk of Rain 2. Honestly, I've been kind of blown away by Risk of Rain 2 and how well it actually works in Steam Play. It's basically flawless. And it just goes to show how Steam Play is actually quite important for us because Risk of Rain 2, even at the time I'm recording it right now, has over 36,000 people playing it. It's in the top list of games on Steam. To have a game like that that basically runs out of the box on day one is pretty amazing. It's early days for Risk of Rain 2 though because it's in early access. There are quite a few issues it has at the moment. The most annoying one is that when you're playing online with other people because it's a co-op game is that there's no dedicated servers. You're reliant on the hosts networking and their computer being good. And even when I've been playing it, I've had a lot of games just kick back to the main menu because the host just died and got annoyed and basically quit. So I do hope they put in some kind of host migration feature that a lot of games have because otherwise I can see quite a lot of people getting frustrated and just stop playing. Other than that though, Risk of Rain 2 is actually genuinely good fun. It's very difficult as well. 
The most striking thing about Risk of Rain 2 though is really the graphical style, it's really quite weird. It's like all the colours have this really weird contrast to them, it's, it's really difficult to explain but it does look good, it plays well and thanks to Steam Play we get it basically day one on Linux so do check it out. I'm going to end this week to talk very quickly about Pathway from the developer Robotality which is releasing this week on April 11th. The release is going to come with same-day Linux support and this is probably one of the most exciting releases this year in my opinion. It's a mix of adventure, strategy and RPG all in one, so it takes some combat from the XCOM games, while also having a setting that is a little bit like Indiana Jones mixed with Tomb Raider as well. The pixel art style to it is also pretty amazing. They've gone for a retro sort of 16-bit pixel art style there, but they say they're using a pixel slash voxel hybrid technology, while it's a bit of marketing speak. It does actually look really, really sweet. The game is spread across five different campaigns. There's varying difficulties and each of them has everything basically randomly generated. So even if you played the same campaign over and over, each time it would play out completely differently. Pathway is set back in 1936, a time of global turmoil. You're basically racing against time to collect all sorts of treasures before they fall into the hands of Nazi forces. As mentioned, it's not just a turn-based combat game, there's a good mix of adventure in there as well. There's 400 handcrafted story events, and because it's part RPG, you'll have chances to level up characters. What they've said is that it's not a permadeath game, so it's not completely game over when you lose, as your characters will keep experience points to take into another campaign. So do keep an eye out for Pathway, that's launching this week with same day Linux support and for this week that's it thank you once again for joining me for the news punch we'll be here again same sort of time next week to run through some interesting news and events in the Linux gaming world as usual for the most up-to-date Linux gaming news do join us on gamingonlinux.com and we'll see you again soon thank you for joining and goodbye for now